You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Break it down, Dada. Break it down, oh, break it down. 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 Let's met Carter. Yeah. Folks, welcome back to the Break It Down podcast. We are rolling. We are second episode deep and doing this show every day. I'm gonna, I, I think I'm going to do five episodes this week. I may do four the following, or four or five, but I'm going to do four or five episodes a week. And I've only done two so far, but I love it. Tonight, I did one in studio. I had somebody coming in person. I'm going to try to do that as much as possible because when you get to podcast face-to-face, it's great. Now, so many podcasts these days, including most that I do, are over Skype, and that's really an amazing tool, an amazing thing that's possible to do. But when you can get somebody face-to-face, it really is incredible. So my guest today is Stephanie Drury, and she runs a Facebook page and a website. Uh, her her online presence is called Stuff Christian Culture Likes, and she, uh, she attacks, uh, she's progressive or a social justice warrior, some would say. She attacks the patriarchy, uh, a lot and and does a bunch of stuff in that area uh, and I find her really interesting she's somebody I've followed for a long time on social media she's here lives here in Seattle uh, we had her on the bad Christian podcast a while back and I find her fascinating and really interesting and easy very easy to talk to in person although online I typically find her somewhat aggressive or combative and I think it's just a really neat lesson in you know, people are not necessarily who they are online, and that probably is true for for everybody or or, or for me. But it's certainly a thing worth exploring. So, uh, I I have a lot of pushback and rub up against people that are that that are very progressive in a lot of ways, and I've been quite interested in that lately. On try to explore my own pushback or, or defensiveness uh, to to stuff like that, and I really do think a lot of the points of views that that some of that group has are are nonsense. I really do. But that's okay. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to try to sit down and talk to somebody and learn from somebody that I know a little bit and respect and explore some of the ideas. And in the political climate we're in, which is also nonsense in my opinion, um, I found out there's a lot of people that are kind of scared and wondering which side do they belong on and are they offending this person or that person. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down with Stephanie and talk about that uh, a little bit. So she'll be here in just a second. So I want to say thank you again to Broadcast Supply Worldwide, bswusa.com. They have sponsored this podcast, and they pay for my, the studio that I'm in now. They pay the rent in the studio that I'm in. They sent me the microphone that I'm talking into right now. It's a Heil PR40. For those of you who are asking, people ask me about how I podcast and what gear I use all the time. So uh, I get my gear from them. They'll help you out too. So just check them out, bswusa.com. I'll tell you more about them in the future. But I appreciate them. Great people over there. So, you know, when you're starting your podcast, you know, Check it out over there. You get 10% off of any podcasting equipment if you use the promo code DOWN. All right, so Stephanie's coming on here in a second. I have a bunch of more uh, stuff I will tell you about in the coming days. I don't have to cram it all in one week because 
I'm going to, I'll be podcasting first thing tomorrow morning. So I'll tell you uh, what else is going on then. But uh, here we go. We'll talk to Stephanie for a little bit. How long have you been married? Um, 18 years. 18 years? Or 98. December 12th, 98 is when we got married. Wow. And what about you? Uh, I've only been married for six or seven years. How many now. kids do you have? Two. Okay. Because I saw some footage of a little baby crawling mm-hmm. today. Is that yep. your girl? She's cruising. Yeah. Yeah. My Both of my girls are real early. Uh, you know what's really weird? I don't think people care about this, but <laughs> um, it's really weird because both of my girls are very fast at physical stuff, like moving mm-hmm. and walking and crawling. They're just really stiff and just aggressive kind of physically, which is weird because I wasn't that way. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's my wife. But they, uh, I was looking at an Instagram video of Georgia standing up in her crib when she was exactly five months old. Mm -hmm. And I I did the dates on it. I went through and said, oh, today she's the exact same age as Jerry is when she's in this. So I guess she might be a little bit ahead of Jerry. Oh, wow. And I was podcasting an hour ago, and Bridget (laughs) said, where's the Allen wrenches? The baby's standing up in the crib. We've got to lower her crib immediately. (laughs) So it's literally the same exact date where she was able to go to the edge of the crib, pull herself up, and stand and try to lean over and crawl out of the crib. Did you say right exactly five months? Well, I mean, it's not exactly five months. Five months and seven days or whatever it is, but it's the exact same day that Georgia did the exact same thing. That's really crazy. It's super weird. The the oldest one's name is Jerry? Georgia is the oldest one, oh, right. and uh, so G- George, I call her George, and then the youngest one is Geraldine, Aww. and we call her Jerry. So George and Jerry Aww, are their, are that's their really names. Cute. And then Georgia walked at like seven and a half months, that's so I think that Jerry really will be freaking early. So Jerry, I don't seems think I've to be ever heard pace. of a baby walking that early. It's a really funny thing. She could walk. Wow. So early, she was so short that you could open the second drawer in the bathroom, and she could walk under it. Oh. <laughs> Just a big George in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I can totally visualize that. Okay, so what I want to talk to you about, and I'll leave that in the podcast if anybody cares about my family. I'm doing the show every day now, which is uh, really fun. So I'm just going to, whatever conversation comes out is fine. So if we talk about my family, that's good. If we talk about your husband, that's fine. Whatever. So <laughs> no super huge stress on, on topic or stay on topic or anything. But I think of you as somebody who... I'll see if I can articulate this. I No, I don't think I can articulate it without being sound. I feel like when I talk to somebody like you, mm-hmm. whatever I'm going to say is probably going to be wrong and it's going to come out <laughs> offensive. So even if I just try to describe who you are to me and how I view you as a person who likes and supports what you do Aww. mostly, almost mostly. entirely, I would say, I still feel this and I think other people feel this too. So mm-hmm. I, this is really what I want to talk about. But okay. I feel like, uh-oh, this person is in the know. Or I want to say you're what people call a social justice warrior. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's what I want to say. But I think that mm-hmm. must be offensive That has to some kind say. of pejorative yeah, connotations, I but I don't, I don't really care. Like, but, but when I'm talking to you, I feel like, uh-oh, I'm going to say the wrong <laughs> thing or use the wrong term Aww. or I'm going to get in trouble. Well, did you so feel that we, way when I was on last time? Well, Or was it more the comments? <laughs> no, face-to-face, I'd have mm-hmm. to admit you're not that way. Okay. I don't find you that way. I find it very approachable. But then again, online, it's mm-hmm. not that way. I don't think that's necessarily anybody's fault. But that's it's a really interesting territory for people yeah. like me. Um, I don't even think it's people like me. I think everybody out there right now is losing their minds. Mm-hmm. And most people are in the middle and just kind of nervous. And they're, I mm-hmm. feel like we're all feeling like, do I need to pick a team or am I th- am mm-hmm. I with people or against people there's a lot of people out there that may be kind of right wingers and like fuck it I'm digging my heels in and I oppose these people and I will mm-hmm. be 
whatever it is mm-hmm. and call people snowflakes, which I find so funny. I think that's such a funny, like cliche thing to do is call another person. Because it's kind of a snowflakey thing it's to do. It's funny. It's just yeah. kind of funny when I hear people doing that. But nonetheless, if you're paying attention in culture right now, it's kind of scary. Like mm-hmm. you might say the wrong thing and, and get in trouble or you might offend a whole, I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of a scary thing. But I, I see you as a friend of mine or somebody that I know at least enough to, to be able to talk to about that, who represents, I would say, maybe the other side. Because I, I, there's part of me that grew up or tends mm-hmm. to lean toward, I do not like that social justice shit. It's I grew, too, up, it's too I grew much. up the same way. Yeah, I grew up with my dad listening to Rush Limbaugh and, mm-hmm. you know, feminazis. But I don't, I don't identify with that either. <laughs> sure, but, I'm just but saying. I mean, it's just part of our, the fabric mm-hmm. of our, and I'm, my accent's going to come back as I'm talking to you, and, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> but the other side of it is would be maybe, another way to say it would be progressive. Do you mm-hmm. own that term of being progressive? I think so, because um, I looked it up because you asked about talking about it, uh-huh. and I was like, I don't think I've ever looked it up. I just kind of inferred from context what progressive mm-hmm. means, and so I guess the Wikipedia entry or, or the definition that first came up was interest in social reform. Mm-hmm. So I guess that would, for now, as far as social reform, I think the you know, whoever would identify as progressive would be against the establishment, which would be the Trump administration, perhaps. Well, but progressives have been progressives long before he entered the scene. Yeah. So, yeah, who are kind of against, okay, whatever he stands for, which Mm -hmm. would be, I want to say racism, sexism, Uh taking away civil rights, taking away the rights of foreigners. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, social reform, I guess, would encompass more equality for different groups that have been historically oppressed. So, but even there, I find that is that's still all, almost tangled up for me in the sense that, like, I mean, if you take the word progressive, it just means progressing. Like, who yeah, wouldn't, hopefully who moving wouldn't toward, own, exactly. Other than the fact that it gets turned into a term, just the fa- idea of progression is everybody's for progress in whatever they see unless as progress. The, unless they're digging their heels in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, like you said before, a lot of people are like, I'm just going to dig in. I'm going to hold my ground. Mm-hmm. It's like... Well, uh, you know, there's there's benefits to that, I suppose, but but I think what really creates progress is people getting on the same page, mm-hmm. you know, as like more unity, mm-hmm. which is why I think it's really easy online to to have you know fights or you know people are like what and you feel polar immediately when yep. you see something something threatens you, and so I think it's really interesting when that happens to kind of ask why do I feel threatened by this? Mm-hmm. Okay, no, there's something I'm having a fear response. What is that about? What's under that? Uh-huh. And, you know, I know for myself that it's a lot of times it's been my privilege. Like, you know, well, I'm, I'm white, but I can't help being white. And so why are they, why are the black feminists mad at me? Because I'm not representing them well enough. Are they mad at you? I'm sure, I'm sure they are, but <laughs> no, I, they haven't come at me. But, yeah. but, you know, interactions like that can happen. And once, um, like I used, I, I tweeted something that I didn't know was a slur, and apparently it's a big slur in the, what was in the transgender community. I'm not going to ever say it again. Because oh, but you can spell it or hint <laughs> at it or something. I mean, um, that, we can't was, be that a, level. You know, we can't a, even reference the the unspoken. I mean, we can't be that far. Are we? It was it was a slur against the transgender community. And can I, I guess? I wouldn't say it out loud. Uh, it's just that's how. Okay. But um. But anyway, I. I, I, I was, people were like, you can't say that. And I'm like, but my gay friends say it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I did not understand. That's like saying my black, black friends. I have, a, I have a black friend. <laughs> I, I knew a black, a black person like yeah. three years ago. Okay, you guys. Yeah, so it, it's that kind of thing where, where I just had no context for how that came off for those people. 
And I, I was like digging my heels in and I'm like, I am, I'm not going to bend to you because the people telling me this were what would be labeled snowflakes. Right. Like there are people who were always on my ass for not doing feminism right, mm-hmm. not doing religion right, not whatever I was doing. They're the same people that were mad at me for not being meaner to you guys when I was on here last. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, and so and people want us to be meaner to you too, but I'm just not, really? I'm not playing that game. I Thank mean, you. That's, I think it's a game. I really do. I do. I think it is too, because I, I was like, yeah, you go on it and see, see how much common ground we're going to gain. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why, why would you polarize them? Like you feel polarized by them. So, um, when I, I just, it was all my privilege acting up all my, also my history of, of being silenced. Um, like the reason I wanted to be able to keep saying this word that I didn't think was wrong was like, you guys are being too sensitive. I mean, you're driving me crazy. Not knowing what the word is here though. Is it, is it like, is it the, <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> does it start with T? Yeah, it does. Okay. So it's just a way to talk about trans people. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And at N's the time. And I-E. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And, or why, I don't know. Okay. Or and, why, yeah. I'm sure you do <laughs> Okay. Kidding. Got it. I'm just kidding. Um, so that was like, that was a big lesson for me because mm-hmm. there was all the, you know, there was all this hurt. There was all these people who were transgender that were really upset that I said that. And I was like, why would they be upset about that? Because I had no context. My privilege has isolated me yeah. from what it's like to be a transgender person. And, and now I have, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I feel like I'm saying, you know, oh, I have this many friends. I have, I know three people who've transitioned and I'm, I just am so ashamed I said that, but mm-hmm. they're, they're understanding. Because it sounds like, like you're, well, it's like it's kind of like the N word, yeah. you know. It's that's what it's becoming now. It's just very, very othering. So, okay, so when you used that term that other people thought was a slur that you mm-hmm. didn't know was a slur, and you know for sure that you didn't mean anything bad, you know mm-hmm. for sure that mm-hmm. you had absolutely no ill intent towards transgender people or anything whatsoever. Right. But then you were told that that's not okay, and your mm-hmm. first response is to be defensive. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, you just say, well, if somebody says it's offensive, then I have to toe that line. Like, how do you ever arrive at the conclusion that I'll bend to that then? I had a trans person tell me, Mm -hmm. they told me nicely. Mm -hmm. They played to my snowflakeness. Uh They they were way too gracious to me. And they were like, hey, I, I, you know— read your stuff for a long time and I just want you to know that this really is an offensive word. And then I believe them because it wasn't the non, mm-hmm. the people outside that community that were acting up. <laughs> and then I immediately felt horrible. And, and then when I, the gracious person told you mm-hmm. that made a difference. Yeah. 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 And then now, and so now I'm always thinking that about myself. It's like, what is it about me that needs someone to be gracious in order for me to extend grace to somebody? Mm-hmm. And so I guess online it would be the, hardest possible place to, you know, demonstrate grace, right? Because it's part so of the communication, I mean, the mm-hmm. verbal or, or even using language, that's only a real subset of our communication. Like if you, like if I'm yeah. talking to you now, part of the reason why it's so much easier and better is the body language and the expression mm-hmm. and the context that we know each other or have sat here before, like all those things are certainly part of the communication. Yeah. So. Yeah. And online, if you just see words, you think it's so easy to reduce them to your experience mm-hmm. of feeling hurt. Yeah. Or, or whatever wounding you have, it goes straight to that and you're acting out of that. Mm-hmm. Rather than if there's a, you know, someone's relational and comes to you and it's like extending, I would like to tell you this out of how it affected me. And I mean, I can't help but respond to that. That's beautiful. Is there like a, I mean, 
I, a way I like to analyze things is go, okay, well, I don't know if that sounds right or wrong, but let me take it to this extreme and then the other extreme and see wh where it gets starts to fall apart or get goofy. So mm -hmm. that's just the way I analyze almost everything. Like, mm -hmm. is that a good estimate for insurance? Well, I mean, let me think <laughs> of it, the extreme version of this and the extreme version of that. Mm -hmm. So in this case, would it... <laughs> It can't be the case that no matter what, if even one person is offended in any way, then I must alter my behavior. That That's an unreasonable thing to, if you take it to a If you're extreme. not a Christian. Well, I mean, for anybody, like, you, you know, mm -hmm. there's there's got to be some limit to just the fact of somebody claiming uh, to be offended that would, you, you would, everything would be off limits at some point if you, if you mm -hmm. literally thought, is there any possibility that any person could be offended by anything yeah. I say? Then well, you'd that's be a, why a silent monk, except for their, your religion would now offend people, so you couldn't do that either. <laughs> well, that's why you'd be a silent monk. Right. <laughs> there's something to, there's something to monasticism <laughs> that really appeals to me. Um, I think that that's why the older I get, the fewer friends I have. I kind of <laughs> People just get weeded out because you're like, I don't have time for that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I want to have deeper relationships with people, and I because of that, I need people close to me who are have have capacity for an ability and willingness to feel things with me. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and having any kind of public platform, you're going to offend so many people all the time. And I don't like it. You know, I've, I've, I've worked hard in therapy for my shell to come off and to stay, just to be open and soft and sensitive because I feel that that's what will change the world is being able to bear another's pain. Uh -huh. And so if someone comes to me and says, you offended me, I'm like, tell me why. How, tell me how what I did affected you. Yeah. I really want to know. Yeah. And, that's, that's, and if it's uh, someone yeah. who I don't have a relationship with, that there's, there's you know, it's different than if you if somebody or, tweets you from uh, <laughs> Romania and said something, you a word you used in a tweet bothered me, you're not going to. It, it will yeah. it'll, it'll register, but I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know anyone personally who I have a relationship mm -hmm. with, it, so I and I don't I don't understand the context. It took it took someone who had a relationship to 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 all of that mm -hmm. to explain it to me. So there's something about the relational factor that I yeah. want to I want to always keep at the front of my I mind. I think I could accept that very easily. The notion that if there's somebody that you know personally and they have a problem with a behavior or something you're using, I mean, you'd have to be insane not to listen at that point you, yeah. you you had to be a real jerk to not at i mean just to do the listening part and you still maybe decide okay well i won't say this word in front of that person or i'll do something but you'd have to be crazy to immediately go to total fear response and say mm. you will not you know i will not listen to you you must not have a valid i understand that yeah i'm just trying to figure yeah. out like where where could the i mean in my head mm -hmm. as an analytical person i'm trying to find like where is the line it's as somebody that moving. does podcasts i mean <laughs> you know you'll get a lot of people will send you information about what they think about things you've said <laughs> and i don't know I, if i should put Data. weight into that but yeah. overall yeah. it it certainly is shaping i mean i listen yeah. to what people say i guess but if it's somebody i know I'd have to. It's way have different, listen, you know. And people didn't have this a hundred years, you know, even twenty years mm -hmm. ago. We didn't have the internet. We didn't have this automatic feedback system. Mm -hmm. So um, there's something to the social media stuff where I want to be able to practice generosity and grace mm -hmm. with the people who say things to me that that feel like, oh, they didn't, they don't know, you know, they just don't know the yes. whole context. And if we're going to be talking about Christianity, I, I just feel like the most underrated words in Christianity where they don't know what they do. Uh -huh. Forgive them, they don't know what they're doing. Like, I really think that that's really one of the most 
overlooked passages, but it's kind of at the heart of it. Mm-hmm. So let me give you one more thing that makes me slightly uncomfortable, and it's kind of where you're at there. There's this other tone, and I'm not trying to not, I'm just trying to voice what I feel sometimes, and I think other people feel. Um, there's a little bit of a tone sometimes that I feel when I talk to you or somebody like you, mm-hmm. and I it doesn't. I, I mean, I can handle it as a person of privilege, which we'll talk about next. But I feel it's a. Li- it feels slightly condescending, even when I am <laughs> trying and I am listening, mm-hmm. and I may or may not agree. But there's a tone from somebody sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I even I, you know even saying that word tone there. I know people go, oh, that's that guy doing the saying the tone thing. Even the word tone makes people. Uh, well, it, it's a trigger. It's a, uh, the, I, word, I was word, trying to avoid using well, the word trigger. Well, and that, the word too, trigger but, is a big right, trigger. Right. I was trying to avoid <laughs> using that word. That's what I'm saying. It makes yeah. me feel so crazy. Mm-hmm. But there's something condescending, or I at least mm-hmm. experience it as condescending, where yeah, you you, do. where um, the people that are more progressive are talking to me as somebody that's genuinely listening. But that doesn't mean that, that there's an air about it. Like once you fully understand, you will totally agree with me about mm-hmm. everything. You're just not there yet. You know not what you do. I yeah. feel I feel that way sometimes. And is that offensive to you? I, I, what I'm saying is, and we can go into privilege here, but mm-hmm. I guess I have privilege, so yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, like if, you don't. That's the thing. Is privilege, that a thing about privilege? privilege? Allows you not to have to care. Right. That privilege, that is the way I feel. Yeah. And like people say shit to me, they can yeah. disrespect me or offend me. But I you said just, you got offended. I care. Yeah. Well, so I mean, why do you, why do you I, I don't ever feel use the word to, offended, though. but I can say I felt that was condescending, but mm-hmm. who cares? I don't have to care about it. It doesn't yeah. have to hurt me as the way I feel. And maybe that probably speaks to privilege. It does. Um, and whenever you're feeling condescended to by someone who has less privilege than you, what you're feeling is a little bit of what they feel all the time. Yeah. Because they have so much less. They have to fight for what you didn't have to fight for. But why can't they just ignore it or something? I mean, I know that, because I'm, you I'm, have, I'm walking because into we're talking that. about equality. Silly, no, but. that's okay. It's because what's it's about equality. Like, like do you, do you realize, and maybe you don't realize, like how much social power is tied to being white and male. Mm-hmm. And the difficulty of that is you didn't pick it. And that's why we get to be, we're like, I didn't pick this. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't choose to be whatever social class or, or whatever. And that's where the, the defensiveness comes in. Uh-huh. So what are we going to do with this that we have that could help people who have so much less? Uh-huh. And, and so that's why I feel like when, you, when I get my dander up and I feel that that was hurtful. They don't understand. They don't know me, <laughs> whatever the talk show thing is. They don't know me. Like, okay, let me just hold this. Why am I feeling... Why am I feeling affronted? Why am I feeling condescended to? Mm-hmm. What is it about that? This person was so much less privileged than me, just called me out hard. And I don't feel that was fair. Why don't I feel that was fair? You know, I, I have more than fair. I have all the stuff that they don't have. They have, I have so many advantages that uh-huh. this other person might not have. I need to give them grace. And I need to hear them. Like they're a person. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, a, they're made Oof. in God's image that I need to hear what they have to say. And because everything they say that is full of pain speaks out of their hurt. And I'm, I'm, I would like to hear about that. Uh-huh. Well, anything that you would, it's so, it feels so tricky because anything mm-hmm. you would say to disagree with something like that seems as if it makes you automatically a monster. Like I would say, it like, would make you a would, monster if you dismissed it. Yeah. And I don't want to be dismissive, but is yeah. there, if I tried to apply what would be my normal logic, I'd say, well, mm-hmm. it may not be ultimately helpful to people to completely seed or cater to or 
pander to the degree like whatever you say is going to be right because you have less i, I don't you know you don't have to say that if that's... okay you're being very polar okay yeah, no okay and that's fine okay. i mean because that's what we were taught in fundamentalism mm-hmm. it's like you're either black or white and yep. so what what the most healthy thing is to do is like get into the gray uh-huh. <laughs> honestly and like like be able to hold the tension is this yeah. term that you probably heard that yeah I no like. I, I like the I like notion that. of holding the tension yeah. but i feel like if i engage with anybody that's on the Mm-hmm. on the end of progressivism, which I think mm-hmm. of myself as a person who's progressing and mm-hmm. certainly not ultra-conservative or right-wing. I, d- I just don't identify that way at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it feels a little bit that way to sure. me. Like, you can't do anything. You can't... I think for some people... It, it feels a little helpless. For some people, I had that. someone on my Facebook wall today who just... She ripped me up one side and down the other for not saying whether I was a Christian or not. Uh-huh. And um, she was super mad. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't give her an answer. I'm like, I don't know, you know. But um, it was it was so interesting how I was thinking, well, she's not able to hold the tension. And because she's, she's fresh mm-hmm. out of whatever she's out of, she right. had a like, bad experience in religion. And she really needs to have black and white answers because it's really uncomfortable yes. to be in the gray. Yeah. And so... That's why I'm kind of like, well, let's let's talk about both sides. And you can have, I mean, and while you're holding the tension, it's so important that you hold your pain. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you pay attention to how you feel. You know, that's valid. You're like, that's not fair for them to say that. And and you need to hold that. And the trick is, and you'll you'll get better at this. Everyone who tries to do it, you do get better yeah. at it. And it becomes, it's so nice when it does. Finally, <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like, I'm not defensive anymore because yeah, I can yeah. hold my feeling. I'm not being attacked. You know, that's my honor is not going to go away just because this person's saying that. I can hold yeah. my honor. I can hold hold all my history, and I can be curious about them and invite them. Tell mm-hmm. me about your side. Mm-hmm. And that's true. It's just I mean I don't know why it's so hard to get to that, but it is maybe yeah. it's the next it's not level. Natural. <laughs> no, it's not natural. But it's okay. The opposite of that, and I like to think an opposite. So the opposite of that is ultra childish. A four year old, three year old. <laughs> I've got a three year old. So I, the opposite is complete resistance, freak out of anything. Mm-hmm. And so the obvious, so if you feel that way about an issue or something somebody said, mm-hmm. well, the opposite of that would be maturity where you could hold the tension or it doesn't mm-hmm. threaten you. You're not, you know, all those things. It's like mm-hmm. another level. It's a journey. Um, the other people journey. maybe aren't on or aren't on yet, but then that makes me sound condescending. Like, yes, no, one day. No, you you're not. Explore, you're definitely like not me, saying you've arrived. No, you're not <laughs> condescending. I mean, it is. I mean, and, and when I'm 70, I'm not going to be there. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just seriously. And the word journey is another trigger. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> it sounds so. It's a goof. Well, it's easy yeah. to make cliches. I it mean, is, that's, yeah. just, that's just the way it is. Easy to get. You know, you just, I mean, we're built to categorize and generalize. And I don't think that's necessarily nope. a bad thing. Like, I think nope. uh, you it, need it. <laughs> uh, Vizio TVs, bad. I don't need See, to, I don't I don't need to judge every Vizio TV. They break down, I heard. That, that's good enough for me. Is that as like far a, as it com- a PV amp or something? Right, whatever. Just like or, a, you know, a brand or a restaurant guitar. chain if you had a bad experience at, a, oh, okay, let's say, yeah. a KFC. You don't know every KFC. And don't be talking bad about KFC. I mean, you know what I mean? You can't. Yeah, I like, so it's totally, I mean, generalizations are how we're, we're built. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know what? I've had this experience and that's, there's just, you know. And But we but we also know if you do that with an individual or any individual, mm-hmm. then you're, you know, it's just, even if it's helpful in general, it's, it's we've just decided correctly, we, we have to break our normal natural brain pattern when it comes to dealing with an individual kind of thing. We do. But you, you can't pretend yeah. like we don't automatically generalize, generalize oh. or it's not 
an okay thing to do. I mean, oh no, some, I mean it is. That's like I mean, Richard Rohr talks about how just starting out when you're one and two and three, your brain is a binary system, mm-hmm. and you only learn by comparing things to one or another. You know, like black, white, short, tall, and more than the, <laughs> beyond that, it gets worse. You you say one is good and one is bad. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what we do. And he says people stay that way their entire yes. lives unless they learn a more subtle level of perception. Yeah. And the Bible and all the ancient scriptures say don't judge, but like the the more accurate accurate translation is don't label, meaning if you see something in its specificity rather than in its category, you're going to get a more accurate reading. Mm-hmm. But it's easier. It's human nature. It's very simple. It's very primitive to just categorize everything so that you can have safety. Sure. And if you grew up in any kind of fundamentalism, you are going to have some kind of othering thing yeah. in place yeah. where those people are bad and this is why. And mm-hmm. you know, you'll have good reasons and you'll believe them and so I think coming out of that, you just that's what the questioning in the relationship has to do with. How you get past it is that you start thinking about, okay, I'm going to make a space to hear this other person's perspective and mm-hmm. see what it's like for them. Yeah. And it's painful at first. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And I think if you, I mean, a good starting place is to just, I mean, I noticed this in normal interactions or just in my marriage, I think. Oh, my wife is very driven by just simply being defensive. Just on any <laughs> issue, like if I say, well, "Why did you do it? Th- why did you do that?" and I'm just curious, she she comes back it at me like with like a big accusation. Yes, or she hears it that way, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. mean it, but sure. I find that immature of her to be honest, you know, like I wasn't even I mean, don't be so sure. defensive. Good gosh. But that comes from something. Like yeah. she probably had yeah. something in her Absolutely. background where she had to go into survival mode. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Of so, course. So, and, and and with you having that understanding, mm-hmm. you can go, and you said my husband's a sweetheart. I think he, he has a ton of context for this with me. He's like, all right, you're acting out of your context. And I want you to know you're safe right now. And I honestly am just asking a question. You know, like, so we can, you know, we can oh, kind of my get wife there. would just laugh at me so hard if I told her. Listen, you know you're safe right now. Oh, don't say that. Uh, no, da- yeah, da- okay. yeah, I would, I would okay. flip David off so hard if he said that to me. But that's it's, what he's yeah. kind of doing. He's kind of like he, okay. he disarms me. Yeah, and I, and I mean it's better now because we've been together so long. But yeah, the first I was like, what do you mean by that? So you have a good, uh, you have a good point of view on this because in your your day job is working at a is it ER or hospital? What yeah. is it? I I do risk analysis for an emergency room. Mm-hmm. So what that means, I have no patient contact, but I read. Stuff that comes through there. Uh huh. Yeah. And so you have seen a lot of victim. I mean, victims are. Yeah, are that's kind of basically that all you're it really is. Really tuned in with. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you pick that up? Uh, like you just analyzed my wife, for instance, but just on a one little. Well, that clue. was me. I mean, I was. Like, no, I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> do, do you find yourself? Uh, um, do you feel like you have that read on people a lot? Just like you're at a dinner party, like, oh, you know, like you you can maybe yeah see into that pretty good. Well, it, I can I think I can kind of tell the way a Vietnam vet can tell another's in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, like trauma survivors all kind of you can kind of there's a little like ESP read that you can get mm-hmm. on people. But anytime anyone is defensive or angry or responds to something, it's like okay, there's something there, mm-hmm. and maybe I've just had enough therapy that I can I can try to remind myself. All right, that's not an attack on me necessarily. What's this person's story? Yeah. And that's like the best way to kind of get to what's under that and and disarm myself and maybe them. I don't know if you're familiar with it or what kind of therapy you do, but maybe that is that like cognitive behavioral therapy? Is that do you even, do that I'm or not you just sure. do I don't I think I cognitive is like behavioral stuff where you kind of cha- It's like well, train. it's kind of what you just said. It's like you 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 recognize a thing about yourself and you tell yourself this. Like you're oh, okay. you know oh, what I, I mean? So, you then. can you can you can tell yourself or practice 
you know, dissociating what you feel from what you know and then kind of coach yourself back and forth through practice and exercise. And, you know, it's, it's kind yeah, of in yeah. that neighborhood. Yeah, it's kind of like a repetition thing because you can carve new neural pathways mm-hmm. in your brain. Like, that's malleable. Mm-hmm. Well, they you say know? stuff like, um, you know, like if your heart rate, if you get anxious, your heart rate goes up, right? Yeah. But also, if just by artificially causing your heart rate to go up, mm-hmm. it will cause you to become anxious. Yeah. So, so it's really the, the two are, are linked, <laughs> yeah. you know, physiologically kind of thing. Yeah. So you associate this with this and this with this. So CBT is kind of untangling those things, you know, maybe a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. being able that to use sense. your cognitive part of your brain to calm or yeah. quell or speak to your uh, the, the, the intuitive part of your brain. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not that – I'm. Just anecdotally sense. saying that. I don't know I, if that's actually I don't think is, I ever knew exactly what CBT was, and, and now that makes perfect sense. But that's not what you're, when you say you have it therapy. It could be. Stuff, <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't concentrate on that. My, 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 the big thrust of my therapy is like getting in touch with what am I really feeling uh-huh. and why am I scared to feel it? Uh-huh. Because I think growing up in the church and, and, you know, the time kind of family system I did, it's like if you feel your real feelings, that's dangerous. Uh huh. Because then you might defect, yeah. then you might not fall in line then you might get emotional. Oh God, you might get emotional. That's the worst thing That's in the probably world. <laughs> the same underlying thing with what the, you know, the prototypical homophobia must be. Like yeah. you're just afraid of it. Like, yeah, it's not unknown a, like, uh, or there's like, something to it yeah. that's threatening in mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. I know, I know someone who just came out to his parents. He actually did it on April Fool's Day. I'm like, why did you pick that day? <laughs> that of should all days? not be national coming out day. Right? People are gonna make I know, that. I know. And, and so, but I've been checking in with them and he's like, oh, they, they told me that they, they wish I'd never told them, you know, because yeah. his parents are very religious and they t- said, I'm not going to have a happy life. And, and I go, you realize that's really fear-based, whatever they're saying. And God's not mad at you. And, you know, and I go, this is completely about them. I'm sorry they're putting it on you, but that's mm-hmm. what's going on here. So. Yeah, fear-based. So do you, I mean, it seems like it's so much of a team sport. Do, is there a limit to, or what, I mean, what is, what is the extreme side to you? Or where do you, do you think there's some progressive people that are causing more damage and polarizing or not? Or is it just the more progressive you can be, the more you can attack the patriarchy, the more you can take down (laughs) Trump, the better, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I have a hard time with that. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean because it's so hard to look at how institutions, regimes, and and oligarchies have been taken down in the past. It's only been by massive opposition yes, that I can true. think of off like the top of my head. French Revolution. Yeah, yeah, or get, even right. World War Two. But yeah. uh, but then I'm thinking of Gandhi, who did the passive resistance, MLK, mm-hmm. passive resistance. And Gandhi said, hey, I'm Hindu. I, I use Jesus' teachings. Like, like this is you guys' religion. <laughs> That's kind of uh-huh. cool. Like, to, to absorb the evil was a, a term that, that MLK used and Gandhi used. Do you think some people you see online, like, oh, you're just making this worse? Like, people that, are, that think mostly in line with you that you see out there oh, like, wow, oh, the, I think they're making it worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot. Can you, who, tell, can you but I don't think that they would. I don't that? think they would align with me. I don't think they would align with me. They have Tumblr pages about how I suck and stuff like that. So, yeah, but I mean, let's but see that's because can... there's so much more progressive than I am, and I view progressivism as getting more on the same page. Yes, but then I mean, you do. know, there's some people that speak about this, and they say that it's almost regressive, not progressive, and that it actually mm-hmm. winds up eating itself. That, that this movement of progressivism, you eventually start to, the black feminists attack the white feminists, and they mm-hmm. just it eventually. Yeah. Do, do you feel that? At I all? think it's possible, and. Um, 
uh, it's yeah, the the potential for devastation is is massive, and it all just comes from polarization, which is why I wanted to come here and I wanted to talk more, and I, mm-hmm. I really liked talking to you guys that last time. Yeah. So, I I, th- I feel like this kind yeah. of stuff, the face to face stuff, is is the best, uh-huh. and and the the online stuff. Yeah, I just feel like I have to be really careful with it because because my you know my response, and I, I'm trying to imagine what other people's response is. It's like I I feel like I've been called to to show, hey, look, the emperor doesn't have any clothes. Mm-hmm. And that's going to piss people off if you just point it out and you're really blunt. Uh-huh. And my gender doesn't help because I have, <laughs> when I, I've told you about my male pseudonym last time, how it doesn't get any pushback. It gets like accolades mm-hmm. and good word, bro, good insight. But if I say as myself, <laughs> shut the fuck up, bitch. So, <laughs> so that's just, that's another interesting thing. And yeah. so if I can, what am I going to do? Like I, as far as like ranting about that, I'm going to tune them out. Just like I tune out people who I think are too mad on the progressive side or or I feel like they're speaking out of a lot of hurt that, that hasn't healed for them yet. And that's valid. That's where they are. You have to go through the anger. You have to deconstruct in order to reconstruct. But I have a life. I have kids. I have a full-time job. I can't mm-hmm. hold all their stuff all the time. And so that, there's a lot of that that I do have to try to section out and make boundaries. Yeah. So I hear you saying something like that. Like, like what's the boundary? Yeah, I mean, I'm just exploring the, the territory. I find it interesting, and I'm comfortable. I mean, I'm a person that changed my point of view is a fair amount. I mean, I don't have any problem with <laughs> well, that. I don't think anybody should. But, yeah. I mean, who's to say where they're going to change and where we're going and where the move, where this movement goes or that one? There's yeah. tons of movements that are good, and then they go bad. I mean, you could say yeah. that about lots of stuff. I mean, ton, oh, yeah. I mean you could say about uh, Occupy and evangelicalism. Mm-hmm. I think both <laughs> could be good and go bad. You know, they yeah. get co-opted, and they change, and— that's you true, know. and that's why I'm just the older I get, the more concerned I am about what interpersonal relationships I have, mm-hmm. and like how can I affect someone face to face. And that's the other thing about the online thing is, mm-hmm. and I man, I I try every time I can to re- quote people, give them credit for saying. I don't remember who said if it comes to me, I'll say it. But someone was talking recently on something I heard talking about the internet as it's the information superhighway kind mm-hmm. of thing. and Unbelievable that we have access to these progressive thoughts or these ideas or these new ideas and every all the information we have, but it's that's only one side of it. We do not have an emotional superhighway. We have an information superhighway. Mm-hmm. So that's missing. So we're in this, mm-hmm. I feel like we're in this state of horrible, horrible, horrible bad manners just because mm. we don't know what the hell we're doing. Like, we just have this yeah. power that's brand new, like super adolescent mm-hmm. um, time. We're the, the, we're the 13-year-olds of having unbelievable power <laughs> in this internet thing. We just, mm-hmm. we don't, you mm-hmm. know, we don't know what we're doing. I think the millennials yeah. even particularly are like, this is, I mean, I feel like the millennials and the new, newer people coming up and the people younger than us are probably the greatest generation ever but they're just still young like wait wait till you see mm-hmm. once we work all this out it's, i think i'm, I'm kind of optimistic about it but mm-hmm. at this point our information and the way i know that this person hates this person and this bad <laughs> information about this person mm-hmm. is definitely true i see it it's there it's available but i don't know who that person is i don't yeah. know if they're nice like you are <laughs> in real life i don't know you have to hold that possibility and that's really yeah. uncomfortable i'm like ah oh, that guy's a dick Oh my God! Well, if I met him, I'd really like him. Of I think that you every would. single time. That's I true. think that every single time. That's true. And so that's maybe one way I've progressed. Is I'm at least at that point now. Yeah. And <laughs> if you've traveled a lot and met a lot of people, and I mean, I'm lucky mm-hmm. in that regard too, just to have been. I mean, I've traveled 
the United States endlessly in the world a good bit. And there's tons of people that I did not want to like them of course i like them of course Mm -hmm. you understand them when you hang out with them or me of course you do yeah yeah that would be the same if you were in russia or in afghanistan whatever you go oh yeah these people are right Mm -hmm. it's not so Mm -hmm. bad yeah they're victims of the stereotype they're victims of their their leader and they're (laughs) victims of my my projection yeah i'm putting on them yeah yeah so so help me still with the just the word privilege alone can we oh. just spend a little time there and yeah. can, can you do you have a defi- a working definition I, I for for privilege I don't think itself? I do I, I mean I, I guess it would be should we look it up just so we don't go astray or get a ton of criticism or something yeah, but, I'll, I'll look it up um, we're sitting here because I think of it as being things that come easy to you that other people have to work for uh-huh because um, there's that really good quote. Privilege is the version of well, it works on my on my machine. Mm-hmm. It works on my computer. Oh, that software oh, really? works on my computer. Doesn't work on yours. That's your fault. That's your problem. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard uh, that? No, I haven't. I heard think that. that's a really good. That so it's like when I'm troubleshooting with my friend mm-hmm. all over the internet. I'm trying to get his recording software to work, and I know how mine works, and mine works, and his doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you should just hit record, and it'll go. Yep. And he goes, well, it's not working. I say, well, exactly. That's you're an exactly idiot, it. I suppose. It's the only thing I know to tell you. You're a moron. <laughs> so you said it so perfectly. That's what that's, it is. So that's privilege? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the definition I've got. A special right, advantage, or immunity granted or available mm-hmm. only to a particular person or group of people. Wow. That's mm-hmm. pretty progressive definition i thought it meant like you get extra i mean i would have thought it it kind of does mean you get extra. that's a pretty loaded definition you got a bunch of stuff you didn't ask for yeah they got they didn't get a bunch of stuff that they they would have asked for but you got everything you would have asked for you know and uh, i was thinking about this the other day at work because i did a presentation and i'm like i have so much privilege i didn't think that someone could be visually impaired and not see this thing that i'm putting up on the screen like that's just something that didn't cross my mind. That was my privilege, for example. Man, see all the things, the little examples like that make me want to get defensive. Go, okay, oh. so what? You can't use visuals anymore. <laughs> that's no, you, it. You can't. No more. No more graphics, everybody. No, see, Some that, people can't see. You that, know, that. That's your polar. <laughs> right, that's right. your polar response. No, so, um, you know the the rule of improv is yes and. Yeah. So it'd be like instead of going nope, can't do that. Dig go yes and. Yeah. You say yes and yeah. like yes we can do this and here's my provisions I have and to make for really you. That's really good. I like that. Yeah, that's I, all I, that I, is. I took an improv class and I'm going to do more of it for, because okay. it helps with stuff like this. But oh cool. Um, that's true. Like it's yeah. unbelievably frustrating when just your person, somebody on a podcast or in a conversation, is like nope, don't like it, <laughs> and then they stop talking. There's nothing you can do there. So you know the the person interpersonal okay. version of that when you, or or the rage quit. Yeah, it's just like okay, well. You know, the the blind, yeah. the visual, I can say blind person, surely. Right? I, I think that's okay to say for now. Okay, I, for I, now, I until it's not. So the, yeah. the blind person blind says, man. hey, I can't see the visuals, knock it off. Oh, they weren't no ru- and they weren't rude about it. Right, I'm sure they were not, very, but. they were very, because of their lack of privilege, I think that they were more deferential and uh-huh. they had someone else come and tell me. Mm-hmm. You know, which yes, made me feel I, worse. I can see that. Because I mean, I <laughs> they were like, you like, asshole, you, you. But we want to hear, oh. So I think that I think that would be the most. go there immediately. That would be the most primal response, like primal to view that as as a as an affront. When it's not an affront, yeah. That poor person can't see. Yeah, that I, sucks. That poor person. Let me find a way for you to see this better. You know, not like, like you know, come from a place of compassion. Me. Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. I, you know, if I got mad, I'd be making it about me. I, what about instead them? of your first th- thought being yeah. I did not do anything wrong? <laughs> That's your first thought. <laughs> well, typically. I didn't do it. Well, I, I mean, and in a sense, I didn't do anything wrong in that I didn't try to do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know that someone who is visually impaired would be there. But yes, and is still a good thing. Yeah. It's like, you know what? It's like, I'm so Graphics sorry. Sit closer good, to the front. Let me print this out bigger for you. We need to work you. on this too. And it has nothing were... to do with me. Who cares? Oh, right. I, yeah. I don't I mean, need to prove that I'm right of... or wrong. The fact that I used a graphic yeah. on my presentation. But yes, yeah. what I'm doing is good. And let's see what we can do for you. Yeah. yeah that's good. Because when I get defensive, that's that means I think I'm way more important than that person. Yeah. And I mean, that's also... Human nature. That's kind of what you do. Survival oh, yeah, skill. Definitely. And you were, you know, a lot of us were taught that growing up. Look out for yourself yeah. or what's going to happen. So, I mean, I think that progressing is just a process of unlearning mm -hmm. defensive stuff that's unhelpful and hurts our relationships. I wonder if every time you use the word primal mm -hmm. or lower brain, if you could also just say childish. That's what I keep thinking. I just think that that's kids, so offensive. Immature. I feel like that would put you on the defensive or anyone on the defensive. Uh -huh. So it's childish behavior. But primal speaks more to... Hey, this is just your animal brain, like uh -huh. the the base part, your id. Like that's just acting out of. But animal but that's related instinct. to being child. We we say yeah, that eighteen that, year old boys like are that. not developed yet, so it's just like you know. Yeah, I feel like just, that would make <laughs> make it harder for me to be yeah. heard if I used a word that would You're make somebody childish, defensive. Yeah. I mean, I think primal. it, or I might think it sometimes. I mean, when I'm re like scrolling through Twitter, I'm like, what a fucking dick, you know. But I would never say that to them. I never yeah. tweet that at them because I'm like, okay, that's my response. Why do I feel that person's a dick? He has a story. She has a story. Mm -hmm. You know, they're so, acting out of some pain or history. Go ahead. So what is a person with privilege? I mean, what should a person with privilege do? Like, if you have a privilege, you should, mm -hmm. I mean, this sounds probably sound crazy, but you shouldn't waste it. Like, I, like if you I use it to help people. Okay. Yeah. Like I've, I, I, I can, I, I, when I read this definition of privilege I, I yeah okay i mean sure mm -hmm. of course it's me I, of course it is I, and you I don't think that. about that you didn't grow up yeah. probably being told you have so much privilege yeah. you probably didn't i didn't you know and so that's why it's it feels like but, but it should be, i should, like you, a, I, should I have it it's, i mean it's yeah. like if somebody gave you passes at disney world you shouldn't go i will not ride the special ride <laughs> it's or go exactly into the dark, like the having passes room. at disney world but like you, you should you give should them out and share them have, i hope you enjoy them is what i would say i hope you enjoy the that privilege i hope you Make well, you're the most going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make the most like, of it and and use it to help the other people with nothing. You know, like yeah. Do you, I don't know if you ever watched Louis. I don't know if you can do that at Disney World, but in life, <laughs> get to the what's the like, fast pass the, at Disney I have the or fast something? Pass you have the fast and pass. I want to bring all of my. Yeah. You have a hundred fast passes. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with them? Yeah. You know, you only have four people in your family and a hundred fast passes. Yeah. Where are you going? You know, it's that kind of analogy. So, yeah. and I mean, I'm still constantly thinking about this for myself. There's so much that I don't understand that I don't know, and and I'm always learning and it's you know it's going to hurt your feelings a little bit when you're called on on a blind spot mm -hmm. and i was um having dinner i think i told you with dave Bazan the other night mm -hmm. and he said friendship is about saying oh you have this blind spot right here let me get this let me clear this off for you i thought it was really nice the way he put it like that like oh let me get this for you he like kind of did you know how he is he's like a mm -hmm. caring Bazan way let me get that for you let me get that okay you're good now yeah it was you know it's kind of like <sighs> Just helping someone, you know, you're helping them and, and you're doing it in a loving way where they feel cared for and not attacked is, mm. is what you can do in relationship. Now, when you have a platform like this or, I, you know, you have one like you do, I have one like I do and you feel like, okay, we're just going to put some subjects out there. You know, that's going to land with people a certain way mm -hmm. and, and you have to allow for that as well and say, they're going to come at this with their baggage. I don't have any idea who this person is. I can only hope that overall what I'm pointing out is going to make a little bit of a difference for some people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, is it is it does it make sense for somebody like me if I poke around or explore in the progressive 
places, like perhaps your Facebook page. Um, it's clear they, you know, like, okay, let me see if I can go this another way. Do you, there's a, it's kind of an interesting thing, and this is what my brain goes to, and mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say this right either. I didn't have okay. read this lately. I, I wouldn't anything, call but. my Facebook page particularly progressive. It's <laughs> okay. full of angry people. Okay, that, that, that's, and, and that's I mean helpful, it for, I, it, Okay, yeah. I think, uh, just real quick, before you finish your story, I, just real quick, my Facebook page, Self Christian Culture Likes, is a triage center for people who are hurt by fundamentalism. Mm -hmm. They can come there, they can get stuff out. I'm not going to delete it. I'm not going to get mad at you for yeah. saying anything. I'll, I haven't banned anybody. I banned, like, one person for threatening yeah. to kill me or something. And that's it. Like, you can say whatever you want. You can say, fuck God, like, I don't care. Like, you've never had a place to say that before. Mm -hmm. And people don't stay there. They kind of get their anger out and then they move on. Okay. So, that's, or whatever that's, that's worth. Is that Maybe helpful? put that in your description. So I did. When I walk it's, in there. It was in the about <laughs> section, but no one no, clicks I, on that. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> um, so, it's interesting because I spent some time there trying to engage. And I told myself when I, when I did, I was like, okay, don't upset anybody. <laughs> don't upset anybody. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> just try to, just try. I piss them off constantly. So <laughs> well, yeah, and, 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 but I still, I still upset people. And, and they were calling me on stuff just here. I would go, okay, all right, <laughs> I will de-escalate the situation with this response. And then that response is now, but they weren't really yeah. that wrong. And so that was it, very irritated. They That's very gracious of you. I was like, even when I try to, it was still, yeah, yeah. it was still some element of me trying to, but see, trying like, to say, look, I, I have good intentions, something like that. Yeah, but, and and <laughs> I think their behavior is just almost primal, ludicrous, or nonsense to some degree. But on some level, yeah, even the most aggressive people there, they're not wrong wrong and if you put it the way that you put it i get it and, and there, there's something to it there and they but, should be mad and it's almost but, effective but i feel like uh-oh yeah. now i'm in this now they've got me on this other form of defensive where i'm saying okay i see what you're doing there let me go even softer and mm -hmm, see if you can mm -hmm. and then they yeah, still will that's find, very sweet. they still pick at you you're never gonna th win there may be some you you know, you know you and i represent anybody with a temper couldn't have couldn't hang i'm, I'm relatively non-emotional yeah. i don't have a temper so really? i would try to just de-escalate de-escalate and i felt mm -hmm. like oh god dog that i'm mm -hmm. never gonna even get to have a you know, I'm just constantly, I, no matter good. what I say, I'm going to be the bad yeah. guy, no yeah. matter what. I know. And then at that point, and I, I feel that about myself a lot, and I'm like, I just have to like, you know, yeah. like, like, well, am I going to be secure in who I am? Am I safe? Uh -huh. Even though these mean people on the internet don't understand me. <laughs> well, they, they see you differ, a little differently, of course. But I understand that I walked into some place and then started raising hell. That's the way that, like, it's if you say that, it's a triage place and it's these people. Uh -huh. And then somebody like me walks in like, hey, people, <laughs> I'm good too, like y'all, right? And then, of course, I understand how that sounds. But How, what how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> <laughs> so what it reminds me of, and there were some really sweet people there, by the way. There's a couple that Aww. private messaged me. Even, oh, really? Somebody even private oh, messaged so me and said, you know, I don't really think everything you say is so – but they didn't say it publicly. It's private message. I mean, it's like actually – They can't really. lose their street cred. Right. So there's some element of <laughs> – I'm losing so much street cred by There's being something on here. going on in that, <laughs> I that, that that I don't think is great. But for instance, that somebody wouldn't affirm – me publicly and then would DM me to tell me. I got I got your listeners. I got like twenty or thirty. Oh, like sure. I can't say this on there, but yeah, right, yeah, like that. <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, like it's they, okay. Because they're that's that's where they are and that's where I am. But what it reminds me of, and I I will be speaking probably incorrectly. I'm not a philosophy okay. guy. I just dabble it, whatever. But mm -hmm. th there's something that I think Nietzsche said. Uh, one of his things was the, like the master slave mentality, and he said that you know the will to power that all of human history has been about 
power and control and if you it might makes right you could say and so there's some point and this was even a long time ago where he could see it way ahead of here he was mm -hmm. saying that something along the lines of and somebody can correct me i'm going to say it wrong but that the they there was the strongest play ever was to take that thing where the the empathy or the oppressed were seen and it's like something that's in christianity a little bit and and stuff to where you start to value the 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 weak Mm. And it's like it's just a reverse power play mm -hmm. to where mm -hmm. now you say, oh, the weak. So these mean, bad power people and you you cast them in the negative light. And it's a way for the it's a power play for the weak to take mm -hmm. power kind of back. And you reverse master mm -hmm. slave mentality. Like slaves are slaves because they're slaves. And so therefore they should be slaves because mm, they weren't you know, strong enough to be the masters. Yeah. And yeah. but 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 it's just simply another power play to try to flip it the other way, too. It's just a tactic. Yeah, there's no equality. Yeah. But it's that, just. Yeah. yeah, right. And that's what I wonder. I, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not whatever. But I think mm -hmm. it's natural to seek power, especially if you're out of power. But I wonder mm -hmm. where would it where would it go? and Where will it go? Let's say with yeah. feminism, because I believe mm -hmm. 100% mm -hmm. the, when I see a t-shirt that says the future is female, I go, oh, yes, it is. I completely agree with that. I have mm -hmm. daughters. My mm -hmm. wife. I mean, mm -hmm. I believe that's the case. So but It has to be male, too. <laughs> when I see that, I think, well, it has to be male, too. It has to be equal. I don't, but, but that's what I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Is it possible that females could, for instance, gain power and then yeah. they just simply oppress men? Is that a possible future? Oh, yeah. Well, that's what a matriarchy is. Is it? And uh, that's happened. I mean, Google matriarchy and it will tell you what matriarchies mm -hmm. have happened throughout recorded history, but there's not that many. Uh -huh. But they're but they are there and it's really fascinating. Actually. It might be a higher state of evolution, but I'm just wondering if you gave the people, the people that feel oppressed and are trying to gain power or mm -hmm. put somebody like me down, if you just gave them more power, they what would they, what would they do? Would they like round up white people at, at some point. It kind of depends yeah. on the good intentions of who's in power, yeah. you know? Because I kind of believe that the power dynamic will win in the end. Like, I don't know. The future may be female. <laughs> it may be. And then what yeah. will they do with it is well, what was my, kind of my question. I don't think I'm going to be alive when the future is female, yeah. honestly. So, But, I, I mean, that's why I prefer the term humanism to feminism because uh -huh. it just feels more like level ground sure. is all that we're asking for. But in order to... But nobody is, that ever winds up in power goes, yeah, I'll just keep it level. That, no, that never happens. Some, you don't hear about it. Yeah, well, yeah, well I'm thinking of the, the Canadian prime minister. He seems like True a good though. example. Yeah, that dude seems kind of committed to it. And I, I, I hesitate to divorce even even the most liberal, even Bernie. Like, I freaking love what I know about Bernie, uh -huh. but I'm suspicious. You know, like, oh, like, what's that guy really about? Very, I don't, yeah. I, I mean, I love Bernie, what I know about Bernie. So I always have to say, I love I what I know about I Justin Trudeau. I think he's just a total gamer. Like, I'm not saying, uh -oh. he's, he's probably way better than most politicians, <laughs> and, and but even I, if I he's am a politician 100%. Sure. Period, I mean, but so. I, I, yes, and we're in, we're stuck on this planet where there's always going to be yeah, politics. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. what do you do? Like, like I'm sure that... You have a ton of reasons to hate Hillary, man. And oh, I, I, I don't and care. I, I'm not. I just, just don't. I don't support like, politicians. Period, I know. But. I know. It's so. It's that that whole that whole fine line of going. Okay, if I don't support this person personally, do I like what they do politically for the masses? Mm. I mean, mm. like I'm, I'm just going back to That's the gray trick. area. So yeah. so, what? Where do you go with that? And and when you think about who's in power, who's truly in power? Is that? And that's just not how we're going to fix anything. But uh, that, mm -hmm. to me, that just stinks that to the most. I mean, I'm you know I'm a pol political agnostic or non-participatory. I'm not saying pol politicians <laughs> are the worst people in the world. Mm -hmm. They're like you and me. If we became politicians, we would be like them. I'm not saying they're evil, 
But I'm saying they are, are matter of factly. I think some of them are. But yeah, some I of them are. I think some of them are wonderful and have really pure intentions. I just don't know who's who. <laughs> no, I don't know if any of them are. What I'm saying is here's what it winds up being is, and I see this pattern in a lot of things, but it's just like, okay, there's this guy or this person and they have this power. So here's what we need to do to fix it. You need to give me power and then I will take this power and I will fix what's wrong with that power. Mm-hmm. Not, not, trust me, I will solve it. Left, right. <laughs> we need more resources. We yeah. need more of your taxes. We need more support from you so we can combat the bad guy. And then, okay, and now the other guy There's goes, always guys, a bad guy. we got to rally up. Yeah. Give us more resources. Give us more of your thoughts. Think about how much of the, the country's thoughts are like, we got to get the best politician to save us. That's mm. ridiculous. It sounds like... Everybody and, in the Bible wanting a king. It's just ridiculous. That's, and it's it's, it's a game. old as time. Yeah, it's just a game it's where like, you go, I don't I have think to a give human race pe- is ever going to outlive that. Yeah, it's just giving <laughs> other people power to combat other power, but it's just a game to take taxes and money and power resources yeah. and thought away from you and turn you into a sheep. I just don't, yeah. I don't buy it. Don't it's buy like, is there it. ever going to be a ruler who, who will truly keep the peace and be self-sacrificial for his people? Well, not, probably not. Right? I mean, not like, isn't our, that all I've ever heard normal, since modern pre- political system? No, I would and say. Not even the ancient political system. No, like- <laughs> right. It's just the way, the way it goes. Yeah. But power dynamics are, 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 are interesting. But I do think yeah. there's a trajectory where yeah. the people that have are more oppressed have more power than they ever have. Would you agree with that? Mm-hmm. Would you even say that? Oh, no. No? Well, I know some undocumented immigrants that aren't sleeping at night, even though they've worked here for 18 years. They have like okay, so I'll give you a blip. I'll give you a blip on that. But overall, in human history, though, we're in we're in a good we're in good Uh, shape. You know what? I honestly think, and I think of the Ecclesiastes. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. I kind of think it's cyclical. I think that if it's not one thing, it's another. And for right now, white males are on top in the society. I think in 100, 200, 300 years. It's going to flip. So, I mean, it's all just going to be some kind of power dynamic. Okay. And what do I do with my privilege right now? That's interesting, yeah. Like, what do I do to help those who are hurting right now? That's all you can do. Do you think that you, if the power dynamic flips and white males are the, the oppressed ones, mm-hmm. would they, will then they be defended by, by you? I mean, yeah, I, that's I, absurd. I, know, I mean, but, I would hope you know. so. <laughs> you, yeah. So there'd, be, there'd so. be a divide at some point where... But I know what it's like to have less privilege and... So I would have automatically have compassion on those who have less, I think. Uh-huh. I mean, I, and I'm not saying I'm the most compassionate person in the world, but uh, there is something to being oppressed where you, you, you're you like, oh my God, I get what that's like. Mm-hmm. And let me see, you know, like, whereas, whereas someone who has a ton of, doesn't know what it's like, they don't have a frame of concept for what that is. And that's why, I, I mean, I would just encourage people to say, can I make a space for this person to tell me their story? Mm-hmm. Can I make a space in my heart? Just make, just make a little space. For, for their story, and I can can I imagine what that mu- that could possibly be like for them? Mm-hmm. Just just ask them. Yeah. What's it like for you? There's just something to that that I think is really really levels the playing field. Yeah, and, and it's we, hard to we have a soft spot in our brains for hearing people's stories. I mean, we ha- we clearly have that. It's mm-hmm. a, every, all our everything's built around that. So yeah. if you can just get if you can, if you can get past get there, the yeah. ego, the super ego, yeah. the hard shell. <laughs> That's why I've worked so hard in therapy to take my hard shell off and keep a membrane on. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I'm always trying to strike the balance between do I just get wrecked by the story I just read at work or do I am I completely stoic and it goes over my head and I don't ever think about that case, that horrible case again. Yeah. You know, I like stoic. It's easier. Oh, it's so much easier. And (laughs) it results in what we have going on in the government right now. (laughs) That guy doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. 
Why would he? Well, there's this base level humanity thing where you just go with what's worked with you so far, whether it's good or bad or the best tool. It's just the tool you have. The best. That's just what it is. The best. Just the best that you have. (laughs) I mean, it's just people just do the best. Like, it's Mm -hmm. kind of true to say everybody does the best they can. That's kind of a valid statement. I think, yeah, I think people do what they can and what they know. And I think if you, honestly, like going back to the binary thing, if you, people will think in terms of black, white, good, bad, Mm -hmm. all their lives until you learn a final, finer level of perception, which is seeing things in their specificity rather than their category. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, holy shit. Your life gets richer when you take on other people's stories. Like your your Absolutely. art will get so much better. Your your music or or whatever anyone does. Like like my work would get so much better if if and I know it has. Like as I've taken on people's stories, and it's not easier, but it's richer. It's better. It's more yeah. beautiful. You feel like you're actually living yeah. rather than just pumping out product. Yeah, that's all day. that's great. I, I mean, I love yeah. all the stuff you're saying. Oh. I mean, it may, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, if we wanted to drill down on. This issue or that issue, I can't imagine the amount we would disagree on. But that's not that's, <laughs> I just don't care about I just don't think we would, I don't think we actually things, disagree but, on anything. Well, I don't think um, I actually disagree. Like if I could sit down with anybody, I think that we can find something in common. Oh yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And you know, but, we're all just talking out of like our larger context where we're not looking at someone in their specificity. We're looking at them in their category. Mm-hmm. You know, what have white men represented to me? A lot of abuse. And I can't apply that to everybody. I mean, it's natural that I might, but that's my primal brain. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to slap everyone with that label. I'd like to hear your story. I'd like to hear how something affects you. Well, good. I, I appreciate on this. And I feel like maybe what I'm saying is like I'm voicing to you concerns and people will criticize me. Like I said, the whole mm-hmm. this whole conversation makes me self-conscious. And I feel like based on some of my line of questioning, it sounds like I'm worried there's going to be a woman take over and we're going to be oppressed and men and Christians. You know that's I, not ever going to happen no, in I'm your not worried. I'm not worried about anything. And I'm okay. I, I mean, like it, it is going to be what it is. And I'm not, you know, and like uh, I don't know. I try to avoid the label and category and stuff like that. But I am looking forward to the maturity of our of of humanity. I think I'm into human flourishing is the best thing I would say. Like, oh, that's nice. I think we're in an immature stage and I'm I'm cynical and skeptical of almost everything but in the long range for humanity i am optimistic mm-hmm. i really am i just think we're in a, cool. a particularly shitty little adolescent phase of some of our new powers and tools but i think it's the best time in human history ever mm-hmm. right now as far as human rights overall minus maybe a couple of blips this year okay other than that syria today <laughs> yeah yeah right and there always will be stuff like yeah. that but i feel like we're on the right track and if we do things right things could be really good i think it's a natural yeah. progression that yeah. society gets better the more we build it i don't know but that's that's i'm optimistic overall so i, I hope nice. people can be patient <laughs> and and hold tension and be in the gray yeah. through this time until we figure out how to connect people on a on the other level not yeah. just the informational so thank yeah. you for helping do that of course. and like you said you thought we were going to go you don't know how long we're going to be able to talk, mm-hmm. but look, I, I told you we do 45 minutes. We're almost at an hour. That was quick, nice. right? Yeah, it was, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. Yeah, you could do it way longer. If, we, if I, <laughs> I just brought another topic, it would be another 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're right, so I actually. I just said the word Republican. We'd be 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but thank you, Stephanie. I'd love oh, to have you back sometime, oh, anytime at all. There's plenty of you. other. We could do an issue or a topic or a situation anytime. So Yeah. Um, thanks for coming in again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. That's what 
ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware. When your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.